Welcome to the True Creator Podcast. I'm Allison Holly, intuitive guide, channel, and sacred sexuality coach. I'm also the author of the book, The Era of the True Creator. Each week, and with each new episode, I'll be sharing what it means to be a true creator, exploring the full spectrum of our multidimensional selves through a variety of topics, from the very human to the highly cosmic. If you are awakening and expanding into your multidimensional self, this is your place. Hello, true creators. Welcome back. Last week, I talked about how to activate the masculine principle within. And this week, I'm going to round that up and talk about how to activate the feminine. Um, and it's funny even using that word activate, right? Because the feminine has a very different energy. It's the opposite polarity to the masculine. Um, and, you know, just I really like to use the word yin and yang. Uh, I feel it's a little more holistic. And it's an interesting way to try and describe these polarities. And And I like to use those words because when we use masculine and feminine, a lot of people interpret that to mean boy and girl, (laughs) you know, which is fine. That makes sense. You know, it's sort of the lexicon that we've been, um, you know, taught that we've grown up with, but really the masculine and feminine, as I talked about last week is in all of us and learning to activate both sides of this. Um, it, it can be so beneficial. It can really, you know, one of the biggest, most significant ways that that learning about these things has affected my life is in my ability to manifest. And it's just been so helpful because in order for me to manifest and to really make my life um, the way that I have wanted it to, to be forever, and it just keeps getting better, I'm utilizing these understandings and these principles and learning how to bring out more of my masculine when I need it or bring out more of my feminine when I need that. And it really does take both. My relationships have improved the way that I relate to people in all areas, not just romantic relationships, although learning those polarities um, has hugely affected the way that I approach relationships and connect with romantic partners. Uh, But also just in everything that I do, you know, um, I really, I really play with these energies in pretty much every aspect of my life. Um, And so it's not just, you know, something that we think about. And it's not even, um, you know, we talk a lot in awakening discussions about how we're moving into the feminine. You know, if we're, if we're talking, um, spiritually, we're in an age where we're really moving into the feminine. And a lot of people say that, um, I want to point out that really what's happening is we're bringing balance. We're not moving into the feminine necessarily. We're actually moving into a state of balance, between both, which does mean that the feminine is coming out and becoming more prominent. 
but it doesn't mean that that the teeter-totter then flips and the feminine is the the higher aspect because any time that one is out of balance the other is out of balance and that and by that i mean even if we raise the feminine polarity to being the predominant polarity that we exist within if there's a if the feminine is higher in in terms of you know what we're bringing into the world than the masculine then then both are still out of balance balance is equilibrium balance is learning when each of these polarities can be projected more but then also recognizing that they are both incredibly valuable i kind of didn't mean to go into that launch <laughs> just now but i i do find it very important that we know we're not moving into the feminine, so to speak. This is not going to be a feminine-dominated world in terms of bringing that polarity out. What we're really finding is balance. And as I like to say, a rising tide floats all boats, right? So when we bring up the feminine, we're also bringing up the masculine. And that's very important to know so that we don't get into this mindset of masculine is bad. Um... I see that a lot and it, and it just, it hurts. It hurts my heart because it's not true, especially when we take it that step further and say that masculine men are bad or men who are really, um, desiring to be in their masculine are bad. And a lot of times I'll coach men who don't know that it's okay for them to be really masculine and that that's actually their sacred calling that they're that they're not letting themselves go into that because they've been taught that a masculine man is aggressive and you know um all sorts of things and that that's bad and and it just becomes very convoluted and then the energy that ends up coming out tends to be what I call a shadow feminine which is manipulation and and things like that and, you know, the shadow masculine being that aggression and that um, sort of punitive, really um, too linear, right? So we can, we need to find balance. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty much at this point teaching a lot of what I teach in both my sexual awakening course and then my upcoming um, uh, sacred polarities course. Uh, you know, and the sacred polarities course is all about the masculine and feminine polarities and sort of this advanced understanding that I've been given through channeling practices around light and sound. So we're going to be getting into all of this. Um, and in my uh, sexual awakening course, which is currently not open, but, um, you know, depending on when you listen to this, it might be. So check my website but the sexual awakening course, we do have one unit on the masculine and feminine, and we go into this and how to utilize that polarity balance in your own life. So I, I am very passionate about this. As you can tell, I haven't even started my list yet. And my list is five ways to activate into your feminine polarity, into your feminine nature. Um, but yeah, I just, I get so passionate about all this that, you know, this could be a two hour long podcast and I wouldn't even get to my list. So let's do that. All right. 
So first of all, what is feminine energy? Last week, we talked about masculine energy or the yang energy. And feminine energy, as you can ascertain, is the opposite end of that polarity, which means that feminine energy is going to be, and I'll say a few key words here, flow, chaos, darkness, um, stillness. It's interesting that we've got both chaos and stillness in there. Um, you know, broad, going broad as opposed to being very focused, which is that masculine principle. The feminine is to go very broad. Um, when I've been shown what the feminine uh, principle really looks like in channeling to give me examples, um, what's come through is a black hole. And you can imagine we still have so much undiscovered around what a black hole is, but we do know that it is that never ending absorbing and it's complete blackness. And so, um, you know, we can, we can see that as the feminine principle in the yin yang spectrum. When we're talking about, um, you know, the, the yin yang, the, the, the symbol for, um, that masculine and feminine polarity, the yin is black and black when, if you're an artist or you're someone who understands color theory and, and even the science behind color, black is all absorbing, right? So black is going to be that color that's absorbing every color and not reflecting anything. And that's how we get that color of black. So let's jump into this list. Number one, one practice that you can use to activate more into your feminine principle is moon bathing or connecting with the moon. So last week I talked about connecting with the sun for that masculine polarity. So moon bathing, a lot of people think, uh, don't, don't know that this exists, or maybe they think it's a joke even when people say I'm moon bathing, right? Because we do sun bathing, but moon bathing is actually something that within Ayurvedic teachings, um, they prescribe, I have an Ayurvedic, uh, you know, medical specialist that I go to. And she says that when people are having um, troubles with their periods or, even for, for, uh, masculine or male bodied people. Um, if you are having, you know, men do go into sort of a menopause, it's a different thing. Um, but you do go through a chemical shift internally. And a lot of times an Ayurvedic practitioner will prescribe for someone to do moon bathing, to connect to the moon, to go outside, be bathed in moonlight and, one of the reasons that this really is powerful is because that moon is so much the feminine nature. It's changing. It's got a beautiful cyclical nature to it. And moon bathing can really balance your, it can balance your period cycle. It can balance your body. It can balance your hormones, whether you are male or female bodied. And, um, it's, it's really got these kind of, you know, a lot of people are wary of doing something that's that's so quote unquote not scientific but if we look at the fact that it's been proven that moon cycles affect the ocean then it can help us to understand that it is affecting us if it's affecting the ocean 
it's affecting every individual on the planet. And we can just imagine that even things that are uncharted are going to be affected as well. Um, And so let yourself bathe in that moonlight, in that cyclical nature. And, um, you know, it is said, and this has happened with me before too, speaking of menstruation, um, if you are someone who has an irregular cycle, an experiment that you could do is going off, off technology and not being around lighting, artificial lighting for a few days, uh, up to a week. And when you do that, your, um, your menstrual cycle will automatically sync up with the new moon. It's really crazy. Um, so I just thought I'd throw that, throw that in there as further testament to the fact that this moon is really highly effective. Um, and it's got a really beautiful energy that we can tap into. So moon bathing, number two, how to get into this feminine aspect um, be creative. You can dance, move your body, you can paint, um, you can do something freeform in, and draw from that internal place of creativity, letting yourself really be freeform. And I think that that, um, that term being freeform is a really good way to understand how do we get into our creative nature. So being creative in terms of um, free form and a bit more spontaneous. You can definitely be creative from the masculine principle, but the feminine principle is going to have more of that open creativity, right? Not, not goal oriented, just, just playing, just being in that zone, which is one of the reasons I love pole dancing so much. I actually really, really love how I can just free dance. And we do this, um, in almost every pole dancing class that I've ever been in or taught at the end, you have a free dance period where you just play and you just experiment and let your body move. Um, for some people who really enjoy art, this is a fun way to do it, right? Some people doodle and just sort of let themselves move into that free form sort of creation, Um, you know, for some people though, art and dance, those are very foreign things for you to explore, explore. And I would say, then this is really going to be a good place for you to go, uh, to, because all of us are creators, all of us are creative and being able to go into the arts, um, in any form is something that all of us truly can do. This isn't something that's just meant for special people somewhere out there special, right? It's, it's really um, available to all of us. The place where many people get caught up if um, art is something that's scary to you, the place where a lot of people get caught up is that they um, think that they have to do it right or that they have to be good at it immediately. I always tell my pole dancing students, there's a learning curve and it's a really good learning curve. You're going to start out maybe the first class or the second class and it's difficult, but then you rock it. 
And it's the same with a lot of different arts. You have to allow yourself that learning curve and know that there isn't a point to it, especially for this particular exercise where we're just practicing getting into the feminine. It's not goal oriented, right? It's purely for the sake of creation and for removing some of those boundaries that we place within our mental sphere, right? So dance, art, any form of art, any form of free form creativity, that's going to be a really good way to tap you into your feminine aspect. Number three, and this is one of my personal favorites. (laughs) And it's also, you know, it's so interesting when I was making this list, I feel like everything on this list is so hard for people because really our society is not built this way. Um, And then there are other people who have a really hard time with the masculine because it's sort of demonized in our society. Um, And so, you know, there there are really a couple different camps on this where um, some people have a really hard time. They feel like if they get into their feminine aspect, their yin aspect, that life will stop moving. It will stop existing if we're not personally moving it, right? And then a lot of people on the other end of the spectrum have a hard time getting into the masculine because, you know, a lot of people, this is especially true of a lot of people who are very um, energetic or spiritually minded, they have a really hard time with the masculine because one, it's demonized. It really is. It's, I kind of take it in as my personal job to not have that be true, um, to, to allow the masculine. And two, it's because we have this idea that, um, you know, the masculine energy is very much about taking action and action oriented. And we have this idea within the spiritual community that any action we take has to be delivered on like gold leafed paper from an angel twice a week. It's really kind of crazy. We have this idea that we can't move forward unless it's really, really divinely guided and we get confused on what that means. But I'm here to tell you, we're all creators. Anything that you want to do is divinely inspired because you are divine. So if it feels inspired within you, go with it because you are the divine that you're seeking. So again, I'm just getting really like really motivated, really intense about this, but I feel very passionately about it. Let's jump back to the list. (laughs) Number three, as I said, this might be hard for some of you. Take a damn nap. (laughs) Let yourself go to bed, sleep, rest, take a nap. You guys let yourself decompress. I promise you that you're so much more productive when you're actually getting some sleep. And you might be surprised that you need a lot of sleep, Um, especially if you're experiencing an awakening, especially if you've got, you know, this energy moving through you that's all new, you are going to be needing a lot more sleep at times. And of course, other times you're just going to not even need any. It's kind of crazy, but we have to be aware of the fact that it's going to be different than it was before. And we need to rest. We really need rest. So 
let yourself take a break. If you need 10 hours of sleep, if you need to, you know, lay down and watch Netflix all day, let yourself do that. Okay. And I know that's hard, but the universe has this really beautiful way of taking care of us. And I have found, especially since my awakening, because I really didn't know how to practice this before then, I have definitely found that when I let myself rest and a lot of times, you know, when I first went through my awakening, I actually needed like a year of rest. And I, you know, again, the universe just steps in and takes care of you. I had sold my business, so I had money from that. I also got married and my husband had um, a retirement pension. And so we lived off of that. And it's fascinating how all of this worked out because I did, I needed a rest. In fact, I kind of rested for about three years. <laughs> the beginning of my awakening, I just, I needed a rest. I needed to recalibrate. And another thing that I've been talking about a lot especially because right now we're in the yin energy. We're in the yin season um, where I live. It's winter. And that yin energy, that yin season is really going to be all about going within and resting. And a lot of people around me I'm noticing are having a hard time. Um, Some people are getting sick. Some people are just feeling exhausted and burnt out. One of the things that we can really do is allow ourselves to rest. And a theme that I notice is that most people say, but I've already rested. Do I need to do more? Well, yes, yes, we do. We need a lot of rest. And it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you necessarily. It just means that there's a lot more going on than we recognize. There's a lot more going on internally within our bodies, within our energy systems than we may recognize. And we need rest. You know, we need to equal it out. Um, I think that often we don't recognize how much we're doing, (laughs) you know, even if it doesn't seem like it, we're moving energy. And then beyond that, we're in physical form and you know, we're thinking a lot and we're experiencing a lot. So let yourself take a nap. Number four, receive. Again, this is another one that I wrote on my list and I thought, man, this list is powerful and difficult for so many people. (laughs) Receive. How do you receive? If you don't, if you're not familiar with this practice, it might actually be just an anomaly to you. It might be one of those things that can too conceptual. So let me help you a little bit. Although being in that conceptual place is also getting used to that feminine energy. So when we receive, we are open. We are in gratitude We are allowing things to happen without our feeling of needing to do it, right? And 
when I really started learning to receive is when I actually started making money and my financial goals are pretty high. And, but I'm telling you, I've come from a very sort of low on the totem pole financial place. (laughs) And, um, to where I really throughout my life, money has been very confusing to me. So I really am now doing a lot better than I've ever done. And I was telling someone yesterday, this is really fascinating. I now, everything that I do in life, I enjoy, which is really phenomenal. And I also followed it up by saying, and if I don't enjoy it, I don't do it. Now that is new. That is really new. Um, And it might seem like something that just is beyond your comprehension right now. And if that's true, then start with this practice. So how do you receive? Do you receive compliments? Do you receive gifts? Does it make you uncomfortable? When people pay you, um, do you receive it? Do you, do you, does it make you feel uncomfortable or do you say thank you? And do you get excited? So a good way to practice receiving is When you receive compliments or when you receive money or when you receive gifts or when you receive anything, but pay attention to those and then just say thank you and let yourself be excited about it. Let yourself be happy about it. That's a really good practice for how to receive. All right. This one's my favorite. (laughs) Number five get nonlinear. And I wrote this down as number five is let chaos reign, right? Chaos, woo, all sorts of craziness. Chaos is a feminine aspect. It is part of the yin principle. And it's something that, again, we're uncomfortable with in our society, or um, we don't tend to think of it as the feminine. But last week I brought up plant medicine and I, you know, there are feminine and masculine plants, uh, in terms of the plant medicine that we take in and that helps us awaken and, um, all of those sacred plants. Think about this. Ayahuasca is a feminine plant medicine. And if any of you have done or partaken ayahuasca, you know that it is absolutely nonlinear. It has its own path. It has its own trajectory. And it's kind of violent, honestly. And it will get you to where you need to go in the most efficient way. But it's very chaotic. Very chaotic. Um, At least that's how it feels to us. Chaos is how we create. Um, I have a, my beautiful friend Jin for Christmas bought me a t-shirt from that um, Nathan Strange Planet. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen his uh, comics, but yeah, Strange Planet. Look it up. It's really funny. And it's got a little picture of an alien and it says like an alien baby, like a toddler. 
uh, playing with blocks and it says chaos is how I learn. Right. And so I love that. (laughs) I love that t-shirt. I think it's really funny and it's so true. You know, chaos is, is how we create. It's how we learn. If everything were linear, then we would just be relooping the same things over and over again, and it would be very boring. So let chaos reign. Get nonlinear. Let yourself be freeform with anything you do. You know, do something weird. Let yourself be uncomfortable. Um, you know, do something that's out of character for you. Uh, you know, all of those things. One, it's really fun, and it will get you into being a true creator, which um, if you don't understand what I'm talking about when I say being a true creator, I'd love for you to read my book and it's called The Era of the True Creator because it is all about letting go of our old paradigms, which means repeating the same thing that we already know over and over again and instead being very present in the moment and moving from that place and letting ourselves follow whatever the mo- the the moment is calling for right so chaos chaos is a really fun thing to play with and you know of course i'm talking about like I'm not talking about going out and like punching people. Uh, I think all of our brains go to this very panicked place when we start talking about chaos. But really, I'm just talking about doing something out of the ordinary. What if chaos is actually going up to someone and hugging them? Okay, respect personal boundaries. But I'm just saying there are things that we can do that bring out this chaos that are really non-harmful. They're just really fun. You know, play, play like a little kid. They don't have a goal. They don't have an idea of like, well, I don't know. I was a pretty controlling little kid, (laughs) but I didn't go into, you know, playing with my friends and saying, by the end of this play session, we are going to accomplish X, Y, and Z. You know, obviously that's, like not something that kids normally do. Um, I will say, though, <laughs> I was pretty controlling when I was a little kid. I was always ordering people around. So I don't know. Maybe I need to look at that. Um, maybe I've been balancing out my feminine this whole time. <laughs> or maybe I'm still that way. Uh, you know, who knows? But anyway, I'll leave you with number five, which is let chaos reign get nonlinear, play with it. Let yourself be uncomfortable in that zone and see what comes from it. So I hope you've enjoyed these lists. If you want to learn more about the masculine and feminine principles, I am teaching my course, Sacred Polarity. Um, It's the beta version of this course, so it's super affordable. Um, I will only let 10 people in there. I'm really excited to teach this, you guys. It's going to be a five-week course. So if this is calling to you, if you want to understand more and then watch how it affects your life, I'd love to have you in this course. So that is starting early February. Um, I switched the start date, so check my website for that or send me an email. The other way that you can learn about this, I am co-offering a retreat in Joshua Tree in May, 
with my friend Monique Gomez. She is also a sexuality teacher. Um, she recently gave a TEDx talk. And I'm telling you, <laughs> and I say this all the time, but she exemplifies the yin principle um, to the point where she's so good at it that sometimes it even makes me question like, whoa, do you know what you're doing? And she absolutely does. She's just so good at the yin principle. And one of the things about the yin quality, the feminine quality is that it does for those of us who are really linear or who have really ascribed to the way that the world functions, feminine can cause a little bit of a panic because we think, like I said, like, Oh, is, is something going to get done? Are we going to be taken care of? Are we going to be okay? It's just a very different format of existing in the world. And it is something that we're bringing into balance. And so we're all learning about this. So again, you know, my friend Monique, she's amazing. And we are going to be offering this retreat together in Joshua Tree in May. We have an early bird special for that. So if you register before May, I'm sorry, March 15th, you um, get $200 off of your retreat tuition. And it's only $99 to reserve your spot. It is limited. So if you want to go to this retreat, I highly suggest putting in your deposit. Just do your deposit. It's $99, super affordable. All right. And the third way that you can learn more about this stuff from me is by coming to a workshop that I'm going to be having. So uh, Monique and I are going to be doing these workshops in Denver. We're probably going to do another one in Los Angeles. We just did one. Um, we're going to be doing one, another one in Santa Fe, one in Albuquerque, one in Taos. So we've got these workshops where you can learn more about the feminine principle in person. So all of this is on my website. You can also contact me, um, via email and that's Allison at allisonholly.com. All right. Thanks so much, you guys. I love each of you and I am so happy to be on this journey with you. I want your life to be as amazing as mine. <laughs> and so that's why I teach all of these things. So get a hold of me if you have any questions or if you just want to be connected and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.